Hi, and welcome to the 100th episode of All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting, and we have a very special episode for you today as we celebrate our 100th episode by taking listener questions and taking trips down memory lane to revisit all of your favorite All Things Cozy moments. But before we take those questions, let's check in with a question that's a bit meta. So Jillian, looking back on 100 episodes of coziness, what's the coziest thing about All Things Cozy? Well, first, I just want to say congratulations to us for making it to 100 episodes. That's incredible as is. So we're like a little All Things Cozy presidency at this point. We've got, <laughs> we got four years in the can. I we do. I, I really, this was always a milestone that I had looked forward to because, I mean, honestly, I haven't had a podcast ever that lasted this long. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've had anything that's lasted this well. <laughs> well, my relationship and I guess living in LA, but I, this is a milestone. Yeah, this is in the top five things that probably stuff that's lasted long for us. Um, We're enough for the long haul. This is, this was definitely a resilient exercise. It was a sheer force of cozy will, and Mm -hmm. we are still here making episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, on that note, all things cozy, it puts a creative pep in my step. That's one of the biggest things I love about the podcast, just to be able to do something creative and research new topics and try things out or learn new things from listeners because our listeners are always giving us such cozy recommendations. And I often think, wow, they're cozier than us. Oh, they th- really- I mean, that's, there's no question about that. They're, our listeners are absolutely cozier than us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, t- to date myself, they got the 411 on everything. So they really do. Um, yeah. And I, of course, I mean, Matt, as I affectionately call him, Mr. P, <laughs> uh, you know, my best friend, it's so wonderful to do a project by your side and to get to spend more time with you and something to look forward to. No matter if we can't see each other, I know that I can check in with you every other Sunday. Absolutely. That's how I feel too. 100% the coziest thing about this show for me is you, Jillian, because I just love getting to talk to my best friend and every week we get to try new stuff that we wouldn't normally try (laughs) and check in. And I just feel like it, it's really fun to do, honestly. It's, I think that comes across. For me, it's like mm-hmm. just getting on the phone with my friend and talking about stuff. I don't think we'd naturally like, you know, try Huga <laughs> <laughs> lifestyles or Maybon altars necessarily. But <laughs> for the show, we do. But also, as you said, like the other really cozy thing about making the show are the listeners. Um, they are a million times cozier than we are. Sometimes I almost have an imposter syndrome making the show and then checking out our Facebook group. And it's like, oh, wow, they're like on another level. But we're just the bozos in front of microphones. (laughs) So um, we are so grateful to be your bozos in front of microphones (laughs) talking about cozy stuff. And really, the show is so informed by listener feedback and um, engagement. It's evolved so much over these four years. And I'm really excited to take some time today to look back on all the changes that we've made to the show, the evolution how far we've come in 2021 doing all things cozy versus how it looked back in 2017 when we started. And we're not doing that alone today. We're going to be joined by a couple of listeners who are brave enough to get on the mic and join us um, to ask questions they had for us, some burning questions that, you know, we never really on the show. And this is probably a, a, you know, a me thing where I'm very organized and have to have my like flow of the show and, and, and topics, but we're, we're letting our hair down today. (laughs) a little bit as we reflect um, and answering more personal questions and getting into things that we normally don't discuss fully on the show. We might tangentially 
address it via what's making us feel cozy or something like that. You might get a glimpse into our personal lives or some background on the on the making of the show. But we're really opening up today, and we really couldn't do this alone. It's also to recognize all the input and support of our listeners. I agree 100%, and I can't wait to talk to those listeners today. So first up, we're going to have Amy joining us. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. Um, Amy is one of our listeners who was brave enough to come on the show and chat with (laughs) us live and ask her burning question for me and Jillian. And so Amy, take it away. What's your question for us? Okay. My question is, I want to know how you two met. Like, when did you meet? What is your origin story? Uh, I feel like I've tried to listen for it in shows and maybe I just missed it, but I'd love to know. Yeah. So Matt and I go all the way back to Baltimore. Uh, that is where our origin story began in the new teacher residency. And I was telling him, I always forget when that, what, what that's called. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, I'll say it's called the Baltimore city teaching residency. (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) Just my life's one big blur, but I, it it was a big blur of three years, but in that blur, I found Matt and that was a lovely little, he's a lovely little gem in my life. And he was in my class. And then I believe that there's this barbecue for all of the people in our class and Matt asked if we wanted to carpool and I drove which is really surprising I like to be a passenger these days <laughs> I'm too scared uh to drive now but um but you, live in you have to drive everywhere in well, LA, right I, it's, it's actually become more of a an, an issue now I mean I get I think I'm just so I don't do it as much because I work from home so now it's intimidating like I'm like an older lady where I'm getting behind the wheel <laughs> my, you're Miss Marple yeah, yeah my seat's all the way up to the front um <laughs> but anyway so we went to the the barbecue and I think just from there Matt we kicked it off and I helped you find your apartment yeah and not the first apartment you've helped me find you're also my realtor I am your so realtor that's <laughs> That's another aspect of a relationship we don't talk about that much. Quite literally, love it. Yeah, no, we so yeah, we didn't. We met through being in that program together, being uh, new teachers. Um, Jillian was teaching middle school, and I was teaching oh. high school English. And we were in this like summer induction program that mm-hmm. they like basically a gauntlet they put you through to, to <laughs> really like weed you out. Essentially, mm-hmm. it is kind of like a drill. Um, what was, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's intense. And it's after under, like you do undergrad. And yeah, then you yeah. Go you, you have to have a college okay. degree. Um, okay. And you have to have like credits in your subject area to mm-hmm. qualify okay. as, as highly qualified to teach. Highly qualified is maybe a stretch, but um, that's yeah, what yeah, they yeah. call I, it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So you met in a boot camp, basically. We, we met in a boot camp, Pretty a teacher much. boot camp. Um, and we were in this class together. And the, I, I remember distinctly the first time Jillian walked in the room. I was like, this person looks so cool. She's too cool for me. Oh, that's so sweet. Because I'm I'm really just a, a Muppet. And <laughs> <laughs> that that's not how you come across initially. Oh. Like and, and maybe maybe it was like the cool kid coming out of college thing because when we met, I was I had taken kind of like this gap year of like I'd spent a year in Chicago and then I spent a year in South Korea. And so I was coming oh into Baltimore like I was a little I'm a little older than you are mm-hmm. so I I felt insecure about all these like cool college kids coming straight out of college and into this program and I was like can I hang with them they seem like 
it's funny because we were young enough. You were an like, elderly our... 24 year old. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the younger you are, the more minuscule age gaps feel it's like true. Bigger. Yeah. yeah. So sure. I thought you wouldn't give me the time of day, but I, you know, eventually you did and we talked and, and we, we hit it off and we, we actually lived on the same block in Baltimore. Mm-hmm which I think was another factor where we got to see each other all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I miss just bopping over to Matt's apartment. That was always such a joy to watch TV, have a little wine. He had the cutest little fireplace and have all these candles in it. And it was always really cozy. And yeah, I just have really fond memories of that time together. And, you know, Matt's the, the the centerpiece of it, um, yeah, but of course I can't remember any of the the teaching time. <laughs> it's probably for the best. I love that. Yeah. No, I love that. You can tell that you guys have that kind of foundation. I think that's what comes through. So I love that. I love that origin story. Yeah. And I thought Matt was, he, it's funny he mentioned he's afraid of his, was not, not afraid, but nervous about his age because I was like, oh my God, there's, they're so much older. And because I really felt like they really, it's so funny about that because I really like, wow, I have old friends now. I was like, Hey, that's intimidating because they had so much life experience and I'm just a little teeny bopper. Um. One of the first things I remember about Jillian that made me like her was that she would only buy wine with animals on it. (laughs) Anytime we'd hang out, she'd come over and it would be a new bottle of wine with an animal on it. So that I was her philosophy at the time. That existed. I don't know if I've ever seen there's cat wine, wine. with an animal on it. Yeah. Now that we've Ooh. said it, you'll notice that that's a, I guess, a pretty <laughs> huge Keeping marketing element. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, so uh, yeah, it was. I mean, fun, fun, fun memories. We'll have to pull up some pictures and put them in the Facebook yes. group. Yeah, do some pictures. Well, Amy, it. thank you Thanks, so much guys. for your question. Thank you for answering it. You also shared a favorite moment um, from our show. And so we do have a clip prepared. So let's listen to it together. This uh, clip is from episode 20 when we covered the little book of Huga. And uh, Amy, actually, uh, can you tell us a little bit about why this clip in particular was your one of your memorable moments from our, our show's history? So I remember exactly. I was in my car. I was driving. I was actually driving to a cozy like Airbnb cabin that I was going to meet friends. It was wintertime. And I just found your podcast and I was sort of like catching up on some, I think I was like six months in. So I was like catching up. And this moment just, I remember it just like made me laugh. Um, It showed what I love about you guys, which is you're so kind and cozy and sweet, but you also (laughs) like this, you know, like a little salty edge to you. (laughs) Kind of like, (laughs) kind of like, come on now, you know, you'll hear, you're here. But, um, and just like your giggles and it just made me, made me love you guys. So. Well, that's, let's listen to our salty, story. our salty edge. <laughs> um, this is this is us uh, discussing the little book of Huga and all the elements of Huga uh, being the Danish right word for for cozy. Yeah, yeah. So here we are talking about uh, blankets and pillows. No judgment. Vintage, vintage is cozy. I agree. Uh, blankets and cushions can't. That's undeniably yeah. cozy. Get some blankets and cushions if you haven't gotten some already. <laughs> Highly recommend it. You're on a bear. Sitting on a bear floor. <laughs> Run. Don't don't walk to get some blankets and cushions if you don't have some already. <laughs> I'm, that's what I mean. Like there are some parts of this book where it's like <laughs> just we could have written the <laughs> blankets and cushions. Like 
No duh. Yeah, it's of like course. It's like that book, The Secret or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, opening uh, our eyes to so much. I think it's I think it's like one of the early moments of our of our self-indulgent giggling. Yes. Oh my god. My laugh sounds like a, a mouse <laughs> squeaking away. Like I'm like caught in a trap. <laughs> no, it's just so endearing. I love like, your giggle, like, Julian. I love your giggle. That's what's like it's so much better than if you were just like NPR people, you know, going like, here's the book of Hugo. Like, it's just, you're all going like, but you know, run, don't walk. Um, loved it. It's true. Yeah. Well, some of the suggestions are like, <laughs> it's like, you're really filling out the, the, the padding, the content here in this book. Yeah. Um, yeah I remember from this episode, we had int- and originally intended to do a week of Hugo. <laughs> we were going to really use the book as a Bible and li- like live this lifestyle. And I think, at least I imagined for some, at some point this was going to be like a transformative text and <laughs> we couldn't even get it through a day of Huga. Like we, we kept downsizing it cause we're like, Oh, we don't, we don't have, we're too busy. <laughs> I can't, I can't roll like this. No. I know. No. Put on the wool socks, but wasn't it like wear black? I mean, there was a lot of, <clears throat> there was a lot. That yeah. We don't need. Being Huga is not so different from being goth actually. Like a lot of candles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ceramics, black, black clothes. Yeah. yeah, it's also a rich man's game. I think we're too poor for Huga. You have to have yeah, all it's like buy things made of wood. Like they want, <laughs> they want lots of high quality items. Yeah, That's no, and I live a low quality life, so I mean, it's not not for me. Target does not belong in the book of Huga. Yeah. Oh, but I loved it. It's just like a delightful, a delightful like little window to you guys. So. Oh, that's so sweet. I mean, I think you could jo- easily join the show. You have a radio voice. I always say, I think everyone except for me has a radio voice. You have a beautiful laugh as well. And so, oh, thank yeah, you. it's so cozy hearing your voice because like even when I don't, I correspond with listeners on our Patreon or uh, messages, it always puts that pep in my step. And now it's like elevated pep in my step to actually hear listeners I know I keep this is so funny I keep like zoning out talking to you guys because I keep thinking like I'm listening to them and I'm like oh wait no I'm talking I'm talking to you guys I'm here I'm in the room this is happening um yeah we love you I have two daughters and um we love you guys we have your like valentine and your sticker and a little Aww. note from you up on our fridge and we all love listening to you that's what I also love like um, it's safe, safe listening for all the, the young folks. Love a candle review. We'll like gather near to hear, <laughs> hear a, a candle talk. So um, you guys are a cozy part of our house. And they, know you, so by, they know you by name. Thank you so much, yeah, Amy. So that, that, that really means a lot. Yeah, truly. I remember oh. when one of your daughters, I think they were fighting over the sticker. <laughs> like, I, I know I wrote, I was like, may I have an extra sticker? Because they, need, they each want one for their like back of their iPads or notebooks. So or cute. So, so thank you guys. And thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. No, it, I mean, it's our pleasure. It's so good to know that our listeners are people that exist. Yes, Sometimes I'm worried real. that Jillian is out there buying Russian yeah, bots. <laughs> so it's such a relief to know that our listeners are real. We're but real. seriously, um, it's great to hear your voice. Like, you know, you've been a part of the show for forever as a listener. And so it's been really great to actually chat with you today. Yes, you guys too. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. We also have other listener questions for those uh, who couldn't make it. But we, we got your question and we're here to answer it. And the first of those questions comes from listener Bonnie Jean, who asks, 
How did you decide on your podcast's original structure, and will you add more discussion categories? This is a great question. I really love process questions. <laughs> Take it away. Because we put a lot of thought into how we make the show, and it's changed so much. Because our philosophy has always been to basically build it as we fly it. Like We initially started to agonize over like every element of how the show should look. And then we just decided, like, look, let's just start it, and then we'll change it over time. And that's exactly what's happened. From the jump, me coming from having uh, a podcast called After Smash, which I did with my friend Louis Peitzman, where we went through every episode of NBC's Best Worst Musical Smash and discussed it. And that was a lot of fun. We did interviews with the cast and writers. But the thing is, is once you ran out of show to discuss, the podcast was over. So we had this great thing going. We had a lot of fun. And then the party was over. And I knew I wanted to continue podcasting, but I wanted something that wouldn't have such a firm um, endpoint. And at that point, I was thinking about like, what do I really, what am I excited to talk about? And it was Cozy Mysteries. I like, I love the genre of book. I felt like they were uncelebrated uh, in the mainstream. And I really wanted to spotlight the, the amazing writing and, and fun work from Cozy Mystery authors. But I also knew, again, from the After Smash example, that I didn't want it to be so narrow that, you know, you get burnt out on stuff like that. Like you choose a really narrow topic and then all of a sudden, like you might lose interest at, at like, you know, we all go through moments where we kind of like fall out of things, even that we love. And so I didn't want to risk that. So I was like, let's just do all things cozy where we discuss everything under the sun that could be considered cozy, including cozy mysteries. The, the very first person I had in mind that could join me on this journey was Jillian because Jillian's a writer. She likes cozy stuff too. So I reached out to her and saw, like, asked her if she'd be interested in joining me to create a show. And we didn't know what we were calling it yet. I think we had gone through oh, all boy. sorts of different names. Do you remember some of the old names for the show? Oh, yeah. I mean, there were just, I think it was like the Cozy Brigade. It was just something. The Cozy Brigade Nook there. was one. The Cozy Nook, yeah. Um, um, the Cozy Shozy. Most... Oh, God. I remember. <laughs> yeah. So it really, I mean, I think I believe I shared the list on the group ones because I thought it was just so funny. And if you're in the group, I think you deserve to see the, some behind the scenes things. And it was embarrassing, but also heartwarming just to see how our zany little minds worked but i'm glad to hear that i was your first pick yeah <laughs> no, I, I, I feel I, like i went down the list and i i know i was no 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 i actually don't know what i would have done if you didn't say yes because i don't think i had a second pick <laughs> yeah and i just i mean i go head first into everything and anything so sounded good to me sounded like a lot of fun and i didn't think twice about it it's like yep sign me up and then one thing I remember in terms of those initial days of forming the show, we initially, if, if listeners remember, we used to have a segment called Release the Resentments. And oh, that God. was envisioned as like a cleansing of negative energy because I really think I was in this place of like being afraid that the, being really genuine or earnest mm -hmm. would come off as corny. And so I think in our initial feeling was like, well, what if we had come, we start with something kind of like we're cleansing the air of like whatever thing, whatever gripe we have that week. And that shows that we're real people and not like embarrassing. <laughs> I think it's glad we kicked the um, kicked that to the curb because I I think that we are just genuinely cozy and I don't know we ha we have definitely have our resentments. We have a lot of things that we get. I think even um, in the process of discussing cozy about. stuff, like <laughs> we we make we know we 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 make our points. What I think we came to realize was that uh, we didn't need to do that. That, no. you know, there's no reason to introduce any negativity in the show. 
comes out just, naturally. It comes out naturally. Yeah, no, it will, you know, it can just be a cozy show. And that's what people actually want. Mm-hmm. The show is, I think we view it as a, in a constant state of evolution. There's like nothing about the show that is set in stone, genuinely. I think the only segment that's safe is the, the candle review. Because every other segment has been added or removed over time. Like we collapsed what's making you feel cozy this week um, and cozy locations into just that first question. So we got rid of cozy locations because we were like, we fe- it started to feel like homework and it, we weren't enjoying it as much, to be honest. Same thing with the cozy celebrity segment where we were like, newsflash, celebrities aren't that cozy. We're having a hard time every week <laughs> yeah. coming up with some new famous clown to like say they're cozy. Um, we're famous workhorse. There's only so many workhorses There's in only so many workhorses in the industry, unfortunately. And then again, because listeners really do shape our show so fully, we adopted segments that were suggested. So our listeners were like, hey, we would love to hear Cozy in the news. Like, go check out the news and take, you know, bring us back a real-life news that's actually cozy and, and is affirming. And so we, we started adopting that. And I believe Soothing Sounds was also a listener suggestion. We started doing the, the Cozy Library. That was, that was Jillian's idea, and it was a great one, where you know, we want to talk about more cozy mysteries and other books of authors that we love. And normally we've been doing that through interviews, but we realized like there are more books we want to discuss than we have time for interviews to conduct. So we added that segment. So it's really been like a case of we really do react to the feedback from our listeners and change the show over time. And I think we've gotten to a place where it's a much cozier show than it was in 2017 because of our listeners really helping to shape it. Yeah. And I'm always open to suggestions because like you said, I mean, the listeners know best. They're the ones who are tasting, if, if you will, tasting the menu. And so sometimes I forget to include the segments. <laughs> I'm like, we have to have some consistency with you know, the cozy library and bringing that back for, for this season. And so definitely send in your suggestions. What if you're reading doesn't have to be a cozy mystery. It could be any, any book that you find cozy and we'll you know, definitely discuss it and open it up and re- recommend it to others. So like you said, I think it's largely listener-based show because it's a cozy community and what gets cozier than having a a group of of friends and to help you build something really cool exactly in terms of adding new segments i'm sure this show will change even more as we continue going and and we're always adding and taking and even within like yes we have like set segments we like to do but depending on the nature of the show like today's episode we're not doing any of them Right. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when we have interviews, we do drop the cozy in the news segment and we'll do what's making you feel cozy again. So we adapt it for what we have. It's always going to be a little bit um, organic in that way. And I think that's why we prefer it just so that it, yeah. it's interesting for us and hopefully also for our listeners. So Bonnie Jean also shared a favorite moment from one of our I would say this is maybe our, one of our top like three most popular episodes. It's episode 27 Paddington with Kevin T. Porter of Gilmore Guys and good Christian fun fame. He it was so publicly um, obsessed with Paddington on Twitter. And I had met Kevin doing after smash. And so it was a, a, a no brainer. We had to reach out to Kevin to see if he would come on and talk about this incredibly cozy series of movies, Paddington and Paddington two and the bear itself. And so Bonnie Jean, that's one of her favorite moments is us discussing Paddington's uh, quote, overall affirmation of character and kindness end quote from Bonnie Jean. So let's dive in to our discussion with Kevin about Paddington and the kindness of that fluffy marmalade loving bear. 
But I mean, he's such a model for behavior. Aside from occasionally, I want to be him. Giving hard <laughs> stares. <laughs> I mean, hard stares. Just just to approach life from that place of pure joy and feeling of I can do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, even just watching the second one, I literally had a moment where. I was really stressed out about um, something I'm doing coming up, and I was like, "Oh, can I do it? I don't know if I can do was this." Was it thing. this podcast? It was this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, can I do the can I do the 27th episode of my own podcast? I'm not sure. <laughs> then I'm watching Paddington, being like, "Why can't I just approach life with such like joyful mm-hmm. innocence and energy as Paddington to be like, just go mm-hmm. into anything with a positive attitude and just see how it turns out? Why does it have to be?" Why do I have to put all this stuff on it? Paddington's like the opposite of that. Paddington is the opposite of that voice in your head that says you can't do it. He's saying you can do it. Like just put yourself out there and and do the best you can. And you might shave a judge's head um, (laughs) inappropriately or you might just save the day and wash everyone's windows and everyone loves you. So, Well, and very directly in Paddington too with Knuckles Mm -hmm. and his whole arc that he goes on where he thinks... And it's so the economy of these movies, especially two, where it is an hour forty, I think, or an hour forty-five, maybe uh, less than two hours, and every scene leads into the next scene is important for this scene, and this dialogue matters because of this. And Knuckles just has this line like, "My father said I would never amount to anything, and he was right." <laughs> and you see the arc of Paddington. You know, he says uh, uh, to Paddington, oh, I don't know what I could do with these fists. He's like, oh, I don't know, Knuckles. Looks like you got a fine pair of orange squeezes right there. <laughs> where it's like, so where you see something bad or negative about yourself, Paddington sees what's good about it. Yeah. And he wants to use it for something productive anyway. And he never gets frustrated. <laughs> no. He takes everything in stride. Even when people are trying to kick him out of the house, he's like, well, I understand, you know. You know, it's not burning down the house or anything like that. He he's so chill. Just, yeah. He's so calm, and I guess that's the quality I like. Cause I, you know, as I lose it from time I'm, to time. I'm like ready to start like a, a cult of Paddington yeah. now. We're still working on the cult. We haven't developed that yet. Yeah, in the works. Next season. In the works. Oh. <laughs> um, that show was really fun to record. I think it actually might rank as our longest episode. Because it's it's fully, I think, a 90-minute long episode. We had a lot to say about Paddington. Well, yeah, I, I never really had been introduced to Paddington, so it's extra fun for me diving into it as a newbie. Yeah, and that was that, that that was a really fun episode to record. And I think it's definitely one of the moments that it's definitely one of the episodes that listeners share that they really li- re-listen to the most. This next question comes from our dear listener, Kate. Kate has been one of our biggest supporters and she's one of our earliest ones. And she's also become a dear friend. We've met her in real life. IRL as the kids say, so that's really cool. And so Kate wants to know hundred years from now, someone somewhere is doing a ghost tour. Where do you want them to claim that you haunt? So I guess I'll kick it off. I be honest. I was genuinely stumped by this question. I, I'm concerned about what I'll be doing in the afterlife always, of course, but where I'm going to be haunting really never crossed my mind. So I thought about it and what came to mind was the ground round. Those who have been listening to the show for a while know my obsession with the ground round. It's a creepy and cozy place all in one. So I think it has the the haunting element because they have that 
those clowns there and it's dark and dim and <laughs> it's supposed to be a family place, but it's not really. <laughs> and it's also super cozy though, for those same reasons. And then they have the chicken fingers. So ground round, if I remember, that's like a, a childhood party place. It's a weird restaurant. I don't know if it's just like an East Coast thing, but yeah, it's kind of like, it's just a, it's, it's like, a, I would say the food's kind of like an Applebee's or Chili's, but it's just like really garbage food. And it was, I forgot who it was started by, but their restaurants are always like super dark. They have the popcorn on the table, which can't be sanitary at all, like <laughs> little buckets of popcorn. And they have, you know, the coloring stuff. And it's just a, it's like a family restaurant. But then when I was growing up, it had one side that was for the smokers. Mm. And, you know, they had a bar there too. And I guess people hang out the ground round. Uh, but I would always just go there and get chicken fingers. And it's just a cozy little place. But when I was reflecting on it in the episode, I thought to myself, this actually, the way I'm describing it doesn't, really sell it because it's it's super dark you can still smell the smoke from the smoking section the buckets of popcorn they would have a clown come it, in it sounds pre-haunted yeah i'll, I'll add you'll some have, haunting you'll have it. friends there I, I bet you wouldn't be the only ghost in the ground round yeah well they could potentially name the chicken fingers after me and that would you know because what greater honor and then maybe i'll give up my pescatarian lifestyle to eat the chicken fingers because I'm already a ghost, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. What would, what would the chicken fingers be called? A chilling chicken. <laughs> and it rhymes with Jillian, kind of like Jillian, a, Jillian's ginger chicky things? No. It'd be Jillian's chillin'. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, uh, Jillian's chillin' chicken. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's chill- <laughs> chillingly good. Chillingly, chillingly good. Ooh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I love this question. Um, I all, but the, initially all the places I want to haunt are ghosts themselves. Like I'm, I'm like, Oh, I would love to be forever in a borders bookstore. Not going to happen. I would love to just watch, uh, movies all day. So, uh, put me in an, in an arc light cinemas. I love arc light, but that arc light's gone now because of the pandemic. And, I, and it occurred to me that I'm selfishly interested in haunting a place where my ghost has things to do. Um, so it's important to me that I'm entertained even when I'm dead. Like I want to have movies or books to read. So, but really think about like what's available to me. I really love spending time at Hollywood forever cemetery and I'm alive. So I may as well hang out there when I'm dead That's too. True. And I bet there's a lot of ghosts there and we can have a good time and they do put on movies in the summer. So I'll get some movies too. Entertainment. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll be busy, be chatting up and all my neighbors will be famous. So that'll be really exciting for me. <laughs> No, that's a great point because one of my biggest fears is being bored. You think I'd be more concerned about being dead? Yeah, no, it's like, it's like, I'm like, more concerned, like um, how can I pass the time in eternity? <laughs> that's a long time. Yeah, I get, you know, I you get anxious about do. it. It's important. So I, I'm, our, my selections are definitely like selfishly motivated out of um, I need to be haunting a place where I have things to do as a ghost. I guess I really expose myself as well because I guess my main concern is that I'll be eating chicken fingers. <laughs> And dirty popcorn. You'll be like, you'll be the slimer of ground round. <laughs> oh, they, they like, okay. Oh, say one more thing. They also yeah, put ahead. a little, a little Sunday in a, um, a baseball hat, but like the little hard baseball hats, you know, those little things. Mm-hmm. So I would have my Sundays and my baseball hats with my chicken fingers and happy for eternity. Yeah. Where do they get those baseball hats? That's a good question. And why baseball hats? Because, oh, the ground round. Oh, so, no, oh. It's, it's all coming together. <laughs> all right. And that's finally clicked. 
32 years later. Okay. Uh, Kate shared her favorite clip as well from the show. Um, and it was, a, this is, this is in Kate's words. She shared, um, her favorite moment was the whole spiral candle situation. And she says, even if I hadn't been the one to buy that candle, it would be my favorite. I laughed so hard. I'm laughing just thinking about it now. Hearing Jillian break during the opening and you guys just going straight to the candle review was top-notch hilarity. <laughs> so let's take a listen back to a towering inferno of a candle in front of us and us having to address it uh, during our Cozy Awards. I, I don't know. This year, it really was amazing for me um, just because I had been sick and I felt kind of stressed during the holidays trying to be on top of my game while also... Sorry, we ha- I, I, can't, I have to stop because we are looking at this candle and our lovely, lovely listener, Kate Milton, got it. <laughs> Kate <laughs> Milton. <laughs> I've been writing entertainment news for too long. Not Kate Middleton. <laughs> Kate Littleton. <laughs> Kate, Kate Littleton. <laughs> Thanks to Prince Charles and Kate for this Prince candle. Charles, Prince William. Prince William. Damn it. Kate Middleton has swapped Can't out Prince William for, for old father-in-law. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Poor Camilla. Any, anyways, she got this lovely candle, but it's a spiral candle. And it's... This candle is fascinating. I, it, this might be an episode where you have to do the review before we get Yeah, we'll we just skip in. it because you might actually light Matt's apartment on fire. So, <laughs> Well, it's interesting because this is an all things cozy first because we just have to bump up the candle review to the beginning of the episode. So to describe this candle, it's a, it, the wickedest <laughs> spiral position. All right, so it's going on the Wait, inside. Imagine a hollow candle where the wax is only on the exterior and there's a spiral wick that's weaving itself through the candle. And so you light it, and it just kind of is almost like a cartoonish, you know, when, when cartoon characters light a bomb fuse, and the, and the fuse is, like, ticking down until it finally reaches the big ball of the bomb, and it goes off. It looked like that until it didn't. And now it's just engulfed in flames. <laughs> now it is engulfed in flames because the spiral, like, of, of the wick has now just completely, like, the flame got so high that the fire <laughs> overtook the entire candle. And I'll take a photo of it right now. It's getting bigger and bigger. And I was trying to go on with my little story, but when you're seeing a candle engulfed in flames, that takes precedence. First of all, what I love about this clip is us messing up both Kate's name and me messing (laughs) up Prince William. (laughs) In such close succession, it's just like, wow. (laughs) I know. I was dying listening to that clip. I think it's one of my favorite clips too and also me mentioning my back hurts from laughing so much (laughs) (laughs) you know i think it's funny because like we're we're always so grateful um when listeners this was before our patreon so listeners Mm -hmm. would actually mail us candles like we're like please sir can i have a candle to review on my my cozy podcast i remember begging days yeah (laughs) we're still begging but in a different way some listeners took pity on us like Kate and would send us candles to talk on the show. And the spiral one was really interesting because it has this wick that goes around. It's beautiful. And it ended up just igniting, as you can hear in the clip. Truly. We were so grateful for the the candle that I, what's so funny to me about the clip too is that we were like constantly trying to show how much we liked it, even though it was a towering infernal of wax. It's dangerous. I, don't, I still to this day don't know if that we had lit it wrong or no and this is in the clip you say this twice and i'm, I'm assuring you like a couple of times i had double checked like no 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 chilling you did and to this day you still think you did it wrong you did not do it wrong it's just a fire hazard it's still a mist yeah i'm still acting like it's a mystery but we solved it years ago 
But yeah, I mean, I'm just glad we didn't burn down the apartment. It was a sight to see. It was a bonfire almost. We could have had it for our fall episode. We have roasted some marshmallows on that thing. Yeah. Um, no, it was definitely one of our most unpredictable and crazy moments on the air. Um, <laughs> and if you look back at our Instagram, that just fully engulfed candle oh, yeah. is the poster for our third annual Cozy Awards. <laughs> I think it's still my favorite um, Instagram post of ours for that for a cozy award show. Me too. Thank you, Kate, for sharing that moment. It really is amazing, and and it wouldn't have existed without you and your and your generous donation of that spiral light candle. Next up, we have Stephanie, who's calling in to ask us a question. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you for coming on the show to ask us your question. We really appreciate you. First of all, submitting your question, but then also being brave enough to <laughs> come on live <laughs> and ask it to our um, virtual faces. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Oh, yeah. And thank you for all your support throughout the years. We really appreciate it. You've from giving us all the Instagram comments and love and then, you know, patron and you're in Baltimore. So it's just the coziest of connections. Yes, you guys bring a lot of joy to people. So I'm happy to support in any way I can. Stephanie, what's your question for us today? So my question is, how did you guys end up in L.A.? Both of you actually, separately, of course, but how did you both end up in L.A.? Well, I came here first before Matt. I think it was a year before Matt, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just decided that I wanted to change. And Los Angeles just seems so different from Baltimore. It's like, okay, I'll do the complete opposite. Um, So I never lived on the West Coast before. I just decided to come out here. I didn't have a job or anything like that. And I didn't see my apartment in person, just drove across the country and haphazardly parked up, packed up my apartment. I think I <laughs> left um, some items that Matt and his husband had their eyes on in my apartment. <laughs> I left on their stoop and I drove away. Oh, oh yeah. And we took them to LA. So actually really it was just sort of like a delayed delivery, <laughs> although we still have them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there really wasn't any rhyme or reason to it, but I'm glad that I did because so many amazing things came from it. But I think now in my old age I would not do that again (laughs) really so you is there some regret (laughs) oh no no I mean I definitely would I'm always you know I always have my eye on greener pastures Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking about what where's my next stop but um I don't think I would just do it so uh with with my eyes closed as as much I, I would have a little tiny more planning yeah well, it was it was the impulsiveness of the of being in your twenties, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I would maybe get actual boxes for my stuff. I would maybe <laughs> <laughs> not plastic bags. Yeah, I would. I would maybe have a little bit more planning. Hang <laughs> on, more of a cushion, you know. Uh, but I would. Def- I would still, you know, change the change the scenery up again for sure. Yeah, it, it worked out. You you hustled your way into working at Perez Hilton. Mm-hmm. sharing all yeah. that hot celeb goss <laughs> yeah i wish i could erase that from my life but yes I... oh no not <laughs> not a cozy time well i have such a dark stain to it now yeah <laughs> i was want to make it clear i wasn't doodling any bad stuff all all positive that was during his positive phase but i won't get into that <laughs> yeah for me i well first of all like i jillian really paved the way back to la so she made it easy Back in the day, like back in like 2007, my husband worked um, with Teach for America in Los Angeles. He was placed there. And so I've been with my husband. So we, we, we've been married for three years, but we've been together for over 15. Oh, wow. We, we met in college. 
we're getting to a question we'll ask later in this episode. So I won't, I won't go too deeply into that quite yet. So I was, we were doing long distance for a while. And through that process of him working in LA, we both fell in love with the city. And life brought us other places. So he finished his um, two years through that program and moved. And we moved around the country and, and the world. And back in Baltimore, we were living there. We were like, you know what? After being all these different places, like we, we like them, but we really love LA. And we want to chart a course back to the place that we really love. And we did. So basically, I got my stuff together, applied for jobs in LA. And Jillian being out here really made it easy because she again was where my she was my boots on the ground. <laughs> she got me an amazing apartment in Koreatown, which is where a lot of people land when they move here. Yeah, the rest is history. So from there, we, we've lived in LA for the last like seven years, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. Time, time really does fly. I can't believe I've known Matt now for, was it over 10 years? Yeah. It's a, it's over a decade now. Wow. That's the thing about LA. Just time just disappears. That you is the, that is the danger is. of living here is because the seasons are so consistent and the, the weather is beautiful, but it is much of the same beautiful weather all year. You lose track of time and all of a sudden you're, you're in the grave. It's, it's sort of like, <laughs> my life California. is just flashing before my eyes. Um, <laughs> you don't realize until you lose them how much seasons, like in that distinct, those distinct uh, changes in weather really help you mark the moments in your life. And now mm-hmm. I have like memory issues because I'm like, oh, I can't, I have fewer things I can, can visually tag to a memory that look different. So Stephanie, you had shared a memory from our show from our cozy Christmas episode, our very first cozy Christmas episode and all the way back in 2017. This is episode 13. And before we listen to this clip, can you go ahead and just kind of set up for us like what, what about that episode and, and this moment uh, stood out to you? Well, I think Christmas in general, that time of the year, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, is very cozy. And it's it's just, you know, the the lights and the, the cheer, the holiday cheer and all the smells and foods and everything. And and Alonzo, I, he's a person that I like to follow on podcasts and um, reviews as well. And I think just kind of like the meshing of the three of your personalities was just so great. So I loved that. And I loved that, you know, that it was the first time that you, like you just said, you guys talked about Christmas in general. And then of course the movies that you talked about in that episode are two of my absolute faves actually. So it's, um, white Christmas and uh, love actually. So I think it's just kind of like the, the perfect combination of all wonderful things that, you know, bring a little warm and fuzzy to my life. So that's why that one was my favorite. Great pick. Well, thanks for sharing it with Absolutely. us. Absolutely, thank oh, you. Oh, my pleasure. I, I, I'm just, I'm so delighted to be here because I, I really love this show, and Aww. I think that y'all have hit on a really fun formula and are talking about stuff that you know is not is not oversaturated on the internet. Like people, you know, I, I think in the last year or so, especially a lot of us find ourselves needing uh, some cozy. And mm-hmm. so it's good to have some some discussion of that and some suggestions of where to find it. Yeah, and you've been wonderful. I love learning all these tidbits about the movies that we watched, your wealth of information, which is really wonderful. And I've enjoyed so much listening to you. Oh, thank you, Julian. And and Alonzo is still dropping those tidbits every winter with us. We have a tendency of making like traditions of our, of some of our guests who we really hit it off with. And Alonzo is definitely a great friend and someone who we are constantly pestering to come back on the show <laughs> because he is just an incredibly cozy person and has is so knowledgeable about 
such a large swath of things, especially when he's paired with his husband, Dave, that it's so easy to have. You can, you can, I could, you could pretty much bring them cold into any topic and they will help you create one of the most memorable and fun to record podcasts ever. Very cozy, and the love fest is amazing between the guys. Oh, <laughs> so, and this, it's and so the, sweet, <laughs> and the love fest continues on to this day. Yeah, no, I mean, he truly is the all things cozy Santa Claus, and it really just <laughs> would not be Christmas without Alonzo. And and Dave is his merry elf, who we <laughs> love having on. Dave is is an, an amazing chef, and we also just like love to have him over, so he brings us delectable treats to eat. <laughs> love them both. Those, those, t- every time you guys talked about Dave or what he's making and cooking and baking, I, I'm drooling over here in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> no, truly, he's like he, pretty much like a, a world class chef from his personal kitchen. He would never admit that, but the stuff he makes is on another level. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us today and sharing these cozy moments from our show and letting us uh, take this trip down memory lane. It's self indulgent, but we really appreciate you giving us the opportunity to, to be reflective. Yeah, we had so much fun. Thank you. I think it's so nice also for people who, because I notice right now, at least on Facebook, there's a lot of newbies, new cozies, so to speak. So this is such a fun way to kind of do like a highlight reel and maybe they'll want to go back and and listen to our our favorites. Yeah. Thanks for being an OG. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Well, thanks again to Stephanie for coming on live to talk with us and, and ask her a question and share that very cozy Christmas moment. Um, we love Alonzo and, and his husband Dave when they come on. So it was great to, to, uh, it's important actually that they're a part of this. I feel like Dave, Alonzo and, uh, Michael Verratti are regulars on the show. And so their contributions also really have made the show what it is. Yeah. They're our fairy godfathers. Right. (laughs) Um, so our next question comes from our listener, Brett, who asks, how did you meet your significant others? And what Hallmark movie or rom-com would it most closely resemble? Jillian, what do you think? Um, So first of all, how did you meet your significant other and what rom-com would that look like? Well, I met my partner online. I believe I was in in LA for a year and a half at that point. And I was funny because I had a job I had to be up at 5 a.m. And so I had, I'd say cut the night short, but I... I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go home and go to sleep. <laughs> and they thought that I was just like an early bird um, lady. And they, they were in the time of their life where still partying and going out and all that stuff. And so she's like, I don't know if this can work. And she said that in her head is what she thought, which is hilarious because now we're falling asleep at nine o'clock. And I quickly got her into the rhythm of going to bed at nine and just falling asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's you really... <laughs> You, you inflicted your cozy, low-key lifestyle on her. Truly. It couldn't be more low-key just watching TV and getting taken. out. It's clear who won in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always do. <laughs> um, so I, in terms of the rom-com, I have to say 51st Dates because she can't remember anything. So it's quite a literal take. <laughs> but I just always feel like I'm retelling her our memories. I'm like, yeah, I remember when we did that or... She'll always conf- or confuse memories, and it's it works to my advantage sometimes. Wow, are you, <laughs> like do, you, do you rewrite the bad ones? No, I can just say, "Oh, remember when you said we could get sushi today?" Or um, <laughs> 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 Jillian's coming out as full on manipulative. She's she's like the gaslighter in her relationship. <laughs> That's not very cozy. But listen, hey, 
if you're forgetting important memories of our life, I can get some sushi out of it to watch Little People Big World on a Friday night. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) So, but she also wanted me to say that she has a very good memory when it comes to logical stuff. So, coding and all that stuff that she does. I don't know how to describe it, what the accurate word for it is. But, um, so she has a great memory with that. So, there's no memories left for us, but... (laughs) Yeah, um, you know, it's, I mean, I, I feel the same way in terms of, I'm definitely the J of, in terms of memory of, of my relationship with Brett, because I'm always forgetting, like, the restaurants we eat at or the things that we've done, it all, it all comes to, like, it blurs for me. I have a hard time, like, just like her, making things distinct. On the flip side, for work stuff, I can remember if someone told me in a passing conversation, like, oh, hey, like, can you do X? Like, I'll remember that five weeks later. And I'll make sure that that's done at that point. Like I'm very, I have a great memory when it comes to um, very concrete tasks, like things to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But my memory is not so great when it comes to like really living past moments. So when I'm looking at photos, sometimes it really does feel like I'm like, oh, wow, who is this? It's me. The time traveler. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and Brett will get frustrated because he's like, you know, you remember this, remember this. I'm like, I'm like, I do, but I, I need like, I need to talk about it a bit to get them jogging. Cause I'll, I'll forget. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause when we first became friends, I, we still have, we have so many similarities and we are very similar, but I think over time, I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely the Brett. Like, just like, cause I, I remember the songs that were, you know, in my memories, I, the smell, sense of time, everything, sense of, sorry, sense of place, everything. And so I get so frustrated. I was like, were you there? <laughs> were, you, were, you, were you present? <laughs> But, um, but like you said, there's so many pluses to also, I guess, being that way, because then you have reserves for other things. And so if we make an, a reservation or something, whatever it might be, she's, she's got on lock. Yeah. So. It sounds like we're similar in that. Like we have like a, our memory for like doing functional tasks is very high, but yes. our memory for like actual, like, it sounds kind of sad, but like life memories is not so great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of, of my husband, Brett, um, I had mentioned this when we were talking to Stephanie just a moment ago, but we we met young. So I was 19. He was a little older than me. Um, he, I think he's a, he's a couple years older. Um, we met in college. We met because I had joined, you know, coming fresh out of high school and then into college as a gay man, I was like excited to meet other gay people because I had not. <laughs> you know, we at, in high school, I had had like, I had awareness that there were other gay people in the school because there were those gay, gay guys who couldn't hide the fact that they were gay. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and you, and you could see how they were bullied and stuff like that. And that does force you into the closet. So I, I was not out in high school, um, except for my best friends. I wasn't out because it didn't feel safe. Cause I saw the gay people who were out, um, cause they, you know, had, they were more effeminate, got bullied. And it's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> nope not telling anyone i'm gay and so but when in college it felt like a fresh start you know and so one of the first things i did my freshman year was join university of illinois gay club uh, which was called pride and at pride i met its treasurer named brett (laughs) we we were friends Uh, there's a whole group of friends i met through pride and we stayed friends for like a whole year we were just friends and i honestly I was, you know, we, I was attracted to him. Um, but it, it was a friendship thing. I didn't really think about like 
it was going to turn into a relationship, you know? The movie I, I would say it most closely resembles is Clueless. <laughs> Only because I, I know the stepbrother element is weird, and there's not that element in our, in our relationship, fortunately. <laughs> but that kind of thing of being like the person that you're meant for is right in front of your nose. Oh, and you didn't even so think sweet. about it the whole time because there was like a whole year past of us just being friends and not really imagining that until we did. And and now we're here like, you know, 15 plus years later and married for three years. And he's so important to me. And I wouldn't be who I am today without him. Well, that's so sweet. And whenever, sorry, not whatever, it was just Stephanie who had come on to ask the one of the questions. She had mentioned that we saw you guys get married or you heard about it. And so that just goes to show how many special moments have transpired throughout the um, show's history. And that's one of them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, when I, we started this podcast, I would refer to Brad as my boyfriend. And Stephanie pointed that out. That was like really cute um, and sweet. Yeah, so, so cute. And it's sort of funny. Like, oh, people are listening and really thinking about like our lives. That's like really. <laughs> Which is very sweet and it's kind. It's really I sweet. Mean, and like, I'm like, oh, I don't think we're that interesting enough to like notice those things. But, but yeah, it's true. Like, you know, we've gone through a lot of personal stuff via the show that if you listen through the lines, uh, if you listen <laughs> through the recordings um you can kind of track the changes in, in our lives you know and this this show has been through a lot it's been through um all sorts of changes in jobs that we've had mm-hmm. and global pandemics <laughs> adopt you know shifting through all that stuff and it's been really great to share that with our listeners can't couldn't say it better jillian this next question's for you and it's from our listener mariah oh, God. and she asks jillian how do you pronounce p-e-o-n-y in my heart, I want to say peony, but I will say pony. And that's right. Right? Jillian, <laughs> you, you got it wrong again, and that's how we love you. It's, it's, a, it's a peony. Yeah. Oh, God damn and, it. and you said it as pony, <laughs> famously. <laughs> so, oh, maybe what were you saying you. about your memory again? Maybe I'm 50 first dates. Maybe you're oh, 50 my. first dates. Oh my god! Wow, Mariah set you up, and you took the bait. Oh yes, now I now I remembered. The, I thought the e was silent, but you told me that's not possible. No, okay. yeah, it's a all right. Peony. Yeah, <laughs> I really got set up into that trap. I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna knock this out of the park, and the egg will be on everyone's faces, and the egg was on mine. <laughs> the peony was on my face. As much as things change, some things still stay the same. Well, I just realized that my brain works in a very weird fashion. Because I don't know if I should even bring this up, but um, or how I interpret words. Because <laughs> it's a mayor of Easttown. I thought that the mayor of Easttown like wasn't her name, but that was just like the old broad for the they call the police officers. Oh, like like she's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that old old broad. And so when they said her name was Mayor, I was so confused because my I thought that it was just. That, you know, back in the day, they chose one woman to be the mayor of the town. Like, <laughs> I love you create this whole <laughs> mythology. First of all, it's, she's not a, it's a mayor, not mayor. I don't, I don't know that. But like M-A-R-E, like, like the old, the old broad, the old horse, like the, you know, like, oh, let's call up the mayor. Like you, and then we pass through generations in the blue collar town. Like there's a blue collar, small town thing where they have them. Like that's your job. This old timey set in present day town. And so when it was present day, I was shocked. Then when they called her Mary, I was shocked. Yeah, like Mary. Yes, I actually have a mayor in my life, but for some reason, I just that's. 
Well, Jillian, we love your verbal faux pas. I, they, I think that's part of the texture of the show, and I wouldn't have it any other way. All right. <laughs> and look, I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm over here calling Prince William Prince Charles, so we all have our thing. We all have our things. This next question is from Liz. Of all the candles you've burned while recording the show, did any stand out as the very best or very worst? Well, I went through and looked at our list of candles because we, we keep a record thanks to our listener, Jonathan, and, and guest, Jonathan Pernasek, was on the show. And he's the one that was like, hey, you guys should probably keep track of all the stuff you're talking about. Because I think we had mentioned early on, like, we were like, already, we were like 10 episodes in, speaking of memory. We were like, did we talk about this candle already? Or did we talk about this show? And so because of him, we started actually keeping a written record, which we continue to this day to do. And so I went through all the candles we, we've reviewed. And I was looking for, with an eye for, like, which ones have I bought repeatedly um, or look forward to the most. And for me, the very best, because I buy it all the time and come back to it, is Patty Wax's Apothecary Candle. Of, of actually, Apothecary is like one of the styles they do. It doesn't have to be the Apothecary one, but it's their scent, Amber and Smoke. Um, and that's like basically the um, Hall of Fame for me in terms of like, I, we, you know, my husband and I, we love that kind of mineral, uh, rocky, uh, smoky scent. The same. And um, that that candle in particular delivers it 100%. Yeah, and it's hard to talk about our favorite candles because, you know, I'm sniffing some, Matt's sniffing the other half. Mm-hmm. But if you say anything involving amber and smoke, hook, line, and sinker, I'm there. Do you, do you have any memories of, like, a candle that you, even if it's just on your end, that you were like, oh, I, I, this is one of the all-stars for me? Oh, I mean, when I was, I, it's so hard for me to, when I was looking, thinking about this question, it's, it's really, I, I can't, I can't pick one because it, to be quite honest, a lot of them blur together. Um, after you've been sniffing for so long, it, I guess, yeah, they, they all, they all blur together, but just any, any scent that is, is smoky is, I don't want, like I always say, I don't want to gender can gender can genderize candles, but um, anything that has a masculine scent, I, I'm all in. So I, I, I second your choice. Uh, Liz, to answer the second part of your question about the very worst. So, okay. So up there has to be the very dangerous spiral light candle that almost set my apartment on fire. Yeah. That's scary. That being said, it smelled great. So there, it had that going for it. So despite the fact that it was a huge fire hazard, I actually think the worst candle that we've had on the show were our, oh. our scentless homemade candles. That was made me so mad. So if you recall, there was an episode where Jillian and I made our own candles. And we went through the whole process. We melted that wax. We got the essential oils in there. Thermometers. It was actually, it, despite being kind of messy. Like, I think I remember the, the most difficult part about that process really was just the mess of, like, making and cleaning it up. For no reward. For no reward, because okay, we, we we created a functional candle that was kind of nice, but um, it turns out you have to dump like a critical mass of essential oil into wax for it to actually critical deliver mass. a scent. Yeah, lesson learned. I mean, we could always try it again, you know, in in the future. But I don't know how entertaining it is for listeners to hear us, you know. <laughs> Like, oh, Matt, did you check the temperature on that? Oh, pour some more wax in. I don't know. That, I was, don't know. that was one of our more interesting in recordings because it was one of the few ones that we recorded as we did the thing. That's true. So I we, do like we the didn't element. really, we recorded it as we were making. So you can hear us like mixing the stuff up and like mm-hmm. talking through us actually making the, making the, the candles themselves because we were like, we may as well 
it, it would have been, you know, honestly, like if we were ever to go into like a YouTube space, that would be the kind of thing I think we would do, That's which is true. Like that would doing be things on fun. camera and making stuff together. Yeah, and then we can really get LA. We have our, our YouTube channel. That's right. That's that. That's the next step. Is the the YouTube podcast? I'm not ready for for prime time. I need to. <laughs> I need to lose my quarantine fifteen before oh, that God. happens. That's all the questions that we have for today. Thanks to all of our listeners who submitted questions for the show and their favorite memories and moments from from our podcast's history. Um, but a special shout out and thanks to Stephanie and Amy for joining us live as we recorded the show uh, this yeah. morning. So thank thank you, Stephanie, Amy, for coming on. It was such a pleasure to chat with you both. Yeah, and you're such lovely, magical people. Just you're your friends. I don't even say they're your listeners. You're friends, and um, Amy was mentioning you know her two daughters, and they're fans of the show too. So it just goes so deep, and it's so heartwarming. And taking the time to hop on with us is so meaningful. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. And Stephanie and Amy had this opportunity because they are patrons of our show. Um, we have a very chill approach to our Patreon. You can join at any level. It can be, we don't have levels. <laughs> we just, no. you go to patreon.com slash all things cozy and you click on become a patron and there's no level. It's like whatever you feel comfortable with giving every month, it could be a dollar. It could be $5, like whatever you feel this show is worth. Every little bit of it helps to make this show as we buy candles to review or we go try new things to bring it back to you and sample it. Um, and you know, also in a boring fashion, yes, pay like website hosting fees and the podcast, right? Because that's another, that's an expense, you know, the, the recording equipment, things that we use to actually make the show um, a reality. And so if you are interested in supporting the show, like Steffi and Amy do, you can join us on Patreon at any level that you, or any contribution you would like. And you will definitely get, we re-upped our sticker supply. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. finally met, that's Fresh another milestone. <laughs> Just took two years. Took two years, but we got through all of our stickers. We had to buy more. And so we have those ready for new patrons, and we'll send you a personalized thank you note. And then we have surprises throughout the year. Um, We're kind of unpredictable. (laughs) So if you want to join the the unpredictable, cozy uh, experience of getting, for example, recently our patrons got a fan in the mail because they're a fan for our fans to stay cool and cozy over the summer was one thing we sent out. We just like to do little special stuff for those who contribute um, and offer special opportunities like we had today where people can come on the show themselves. So go ahead and do that. Really appreciate it. You can also find our show um, at All Things Cozy Podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, That's really the lifeblood, but I would really recommend if you're on Facebook to join the, the Facebook group. All Things Cozy Podcast Facebook group is popping, especially now that we have new episodes dropping and we have lots to discuss. So Get in there and join the cozy community. Thank you to everyone who supported our premiere episode for our new season. From sharing Instagram stories, from commenting on our posts, to getting everyone amped up in the Facebook group. We've had so much love for our new episode, and I can't wait to see all the other comments and support that comes throughout the day. But we're actually recording this on our release day, so it's super exciting. And just to be back and seeing how much people support us and that you're taking the time out of your day to let us know that, it's it's above and beyond. Peps and steps all over so the place. So many peps and so, so many, many peps. steps. Yeah. We did it, Jillian. We, we created 100 episodes of All Things Cozy. Technically 101 for anyone keeping count because we did have that bonus cats episode. Oh yeah. That I think I a forget. fair amount of our listeners avoided because they were mm-hmm. like, you know what I don't need from them uh, discussing the movie cats. Uh, but we were excited really to, to dive in. And that was a, 
just a, a thank you episode to um, our listeners for really showing a lot of support. And yeah, we did it. I can't believe, Julian, 100 episodes of All Things Cozy. It's a special milestone, and I wouldn't have done it with anyone else. And I, I'm just, I'm just so moved. 100 episodes in the can. Here's to four more years. Exactly. Four more, four more years four of more coziness. Years. 100 more episodes. We're, we were so excited to be back and recording new ones. We, we will be back in your ears in two more weeks with a brand new All Things Cozy. Can't wait, and and we hope you're there with us, keeping cozy over fall 2021. Till then, stay cozy. cozy.